Good morning. All right, so, uh, you know, every year, this time of year, we take two weeks and we bring in the people that we partner with, that uh, we serve and they serve in our missions. And we love who we partner with. So we take two weeks to really sort of lay out how the next 50 are going to be in our partnership. We want you to be very well acquainted with who we partner with in missions. And we, we want you to know that there are opportunities not just to give to it, but hands-on opportunities for you to really connect with the ministry. So uh, today you're going to meet some of them. And I want to just say something to you. It's a nightmare to orchestrate two weeks of getting these folks in from everywhere, wherever they are serving. You know, Kirk could be anywhere. Uh, and then these guys have very, very important missions they're doing that then. They don't have like massive leadership teams. So they got to leave their ministries and come. To get them all here is, uh, is, is no small feat. And before they come, we've got to be able to orchestrate the whole year on missions. Like we got a trip in October and you're like, does anybody want to think about October right now? You don't. I know you don't. But you have a whole year to think through. So these two weeks are really important. Last week was uh, Kirk was here in Violetta for India and Hope Partners. And then we had UGM here. We had Dean for UGM. And today you're going to hear from uh, the rest of our partners. And they're all in town. And it's, that's hard to do. It doesn't happen every year. So um, our first one is our group from San Antonio. We got four ministries down there that our students serve, and Mike is going to introduce you to these four guys, and I call them renegades because they're doing wild ministry down there that you'll hear about, incredibly effective ministry. They are really sharp guys, and I know their families are here and their wives, and I want to be able to introduce them real quick. So if you're, uh, you four guys come, come on up, Mike. I just wanted the wives to stand up, if that's okay, so you could see... Uh, who they are. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, each, each one of these men has played just a massive role in my life. Uh, it's amazing to just be on the stage with them as they've invested so much in me and, and the conversations that we've had over the years. And uh, yeah, Eddie's in the right. Yep, there we go. All right. And, and uh, if, you have, if you have students, if you have students that have been in San Antonio, whether it's on a weekend mission trip, uh, whether it's, it's, you know, for the, the week uh, in the summer, uh, these four men have played a large role in your students' lives as well. They've invested, they take time out of their week when we're down there to speak to us and share and let us know what God is doing uh, down there. So uh, the first one person I'm going to ask is Jason to kind of set up a little bit of San Antonio and share. Each, each one of these guys has kind of almost completely different ministries, completely different demographics, uh, strategy for how they reach their areas. And so Jason, would you mind telling us a little bit about, about your ministry? Well, hello, Hillside. I am so glad to be here. Um, I, I want you to know something as a missionary. So my wife and I made the full-time move eight years ago from having our own company to going full-time missions, and it was a scary process. In that process, you've met some incredible people that make you feel honored and thankful and partnered. And, and you guys at Hillside and your leadership has made us feel so welcome and gracious. I just want to say thank you. It is a reflection of your leadership. But it is all your people. Y'all are amazing. We are so thankful for your partnership. Um, partnership almost started 20 years ago as you guys um, came down on a mission trip. My father-in-law was at a gas station with a Carmen riot trailer. And <laughs> they said, hey, my father-in-law talked. I don't even know how they started talking, but... One of your guys said, uh, yeah, we're doing an outreach here in San Antonio and we're not sure what, where we're going or we're looking to go in this area. And he goes, hey, use my trailer. And it just from a gas station in San Antonio, 20 something years of serving together. And man, that's a beautiful testimony to Hillside and God's people. But my name is Jason Brooks. I'm the uh, lead pastor and executive director of Agora Ministries. We serve in the west side of San Antonio. We go like, what's up? And uh, my brothers over here work all on the west side as well. And um, but where we serve is the lowest income, lowest fed, highest violent crime, highest dropout rate, and highest single mother area of our city. About five years ago, our local newspaper did an article based on CNN data that said we're the second lowest fed zip code in the nation. 
right down the street in San Antonio, Texas. That's where we serve. We serve the poor. And that's what God's called us to do. So when you're partnering with us, you're coming and you're serving those same demographics and those people. Um, but as I tell you those statistics, let me just tell you the reality for a second, because hearing the numbers is different than living the reality. I've been down there for 25 years chasing that beautiful girl right over there. And, uh, and then uh, we, I got married her 25 years ago and started helping her father-in-law in the ministry and eight years ago made the, made the transition full-time. But here's what I've seen. I've seen young women, I won't tell you their names, two girls who would come to our ministry. My wife would pick them up and we'd spend time at our house. And one day the mom, who they didn't know their dads and their mom was on a, a, a drug addict and she would tell them, you need to go buy me some drugs. Here's some money. Go, go down the street and buy me some drugs. And they were like, mom, we don't want to do this. And they, would, they went ahead and went and bought it for her because the mom told them to do it. She comes back and the mom overdoses. And the, the words are from the, her and the family, it's your fault. You went and bought it for her. It's your fault. Hmm. Can you imagine what that does to a young person who lo just lost the only parent they had and they're being brought on with this condemnation? And sadly, one of those young women... Uh, never uh, re really recovered from that. Really, she did not. And she has been in prostitution and she's made those choices, which let me just tell you, sometimes we see them on the streets and you could say, oh, I can't believe they can do that. But when you have your whole life devastated, there's certain things that can lead you to these choices. It's God's, we need to show the love of God in that. But the also awesome thing about being in this city is not seeing that, but seeing when God transforms a life for good. There's two young boys and I think I might, they may or may not have their pictures up there. Jason and Fabian, they come from different, uh, different dads. Mom left, never came back, and they grew up with a grandfather in the project. Started coming in kids, then youth ministry. Now they are missionaries on our staff, serving our kids, our youth, picking up, mentoring. Incredible. Yeah. Um, yep. They're doing more ministry. And, the, and here's the crazy thing. Because they're from the inner city, God gives them a favor. People are like, yeah, we knew Fabian and them. And now they're serving God and they're coming and picking up our kids. It's amazing what God's going to do. We serve, there's 17 missionaries on staff. Now there is six interns and multiple coming back to be partner with and, and be in missions with us. We serve in three outreach locations and do all kinds of kids and youth and education. But one of the final thing before I close is this. Um, and and um, we believe God has called us to serve the poor. Give us drink when you're with thirsty, food when I didn't have any. You healed me when I was sick, took me when I was a stranger, and visited me in prison, all those. One of those is heal me when you're sick. We have known that that's been something we need to work on in our ministry and increase. Because we do food ministries and feed like 700 people a week. And it's amazing what God does on, a, on, on those ministries. But with that said, we know we're supposed to call, start a medical clinic. But we've been waiting for the right time. God had birthed it in our hearts. I've been like, my heart's been beating for it for a long time. Finally, some doctors came to us and said, hey, we feel like we have to help start this clinic. It is something we have to do. So we'll be starting a new medical clinic um, and we're just excited to partner with them. And, and even today, one of your, your yeah. people came and said, hey, we started a clinic and let me show you how we did it. I'll bring you down. We, I mean, we'll come, you guys come down and we'll show you everything from budgets to how we do it, everything. Guys, that's God's hand. And I wanna say thank you, Hillside. And I keep praying for us because God is at the move and we just want to serve the poor. So thank you for your partnership, yeah. guys. Yeah, thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate you sharing that. Alex, you have a little bit different of a ministry uh, because you primarily serve the homeless, right? And so would you mind kind of letting everybody know uh, where, what's been going on recently, right? And then where things are headed uh, in the near future as well for you guys. Okay, yes. Um, <clears throat> thank you guys for having me. I'm uh, Pastor Alex Fleming with Life Restored Church. And we do have a primary focus on homeless, uh, ministering to our homeless brothers and sisters in San Antonio. And uh, so we started that with, uh, with the winter shelter, kind of like that shifted everything for us and even the way we do ministry. And um, I was just uh, doing the morning announcements one day. And the Holy Spirit said, I heard a, a homeless guy froze to death. He said, you're going to take, this was about seven years ago, something like that. You're going to take in the homeless today. I never did it, did it, and overnight. You're going to overnight in your church, move the chairs, put the sleeping bags. You're going to do that today. I didn't know who to ask. I didn't know any other church or anybody that was doing that. But And I saw the look of, of my congregation's face, and I said, listen, I see your concern. I see your fear. But at this very moment, I understand even more so what Paul meant when he said, I'm a 
a slave to Jesus Christ. I have no say in the matter. And I, man, and I didn't know what to do, but I, I just want to tell you that there's something that God wants you to do, and you're probably scared trying to figure it out. What about this, that, all that? God shows up when you step out. And when you step out, you're going to see God show up. And so from that winter shelter, man, it started a winter shelter movement. And we started going out to churches and just training, equipping any fears they had. We were, you know, uh, breaking those down. And so uh, it's really growing. We have an app as well that uh, is, is val brings value to our city in the sense that all first responders can get on the app. And they see all of our winter shelter locations, spots available in real time. They can reserve a spot so that they're not wasting. Um, a trip, and by the end of 2023, we will have our residential recovery program. So, with all the outreaches that we have on a daily basis for the homeless, as we vet them and see those guys and girls that really, really want the change, they'd be able to just go into that program, stay there for two years, and we would just raise them and equip them in faith, fitness, finance, friends and family, uh, the father's business, and uh, future self development, and uh, the book. The so book. yeah, and yes. yeah, probably about the same time, end of 2023, uh, we have a manual that would be coming out, and what it does is just equipping people how to minister to homeless from one day to six days, how to gradually build that without burning out. Everything that we've learned from raising finances, utilizing social media, strategies, process, procedures, all of that is in there, and so our goal is just to equip churches and equip pastors for the poor. And I said this first service, I got to say it again, man, one of my mantles is restoring the hearts of the pastors to the poor. I don't got to do it with you guys right here because your pastor, his heart is already for the poor. And there's going to be a shifting. There is a shifting coming in the way that we use, we do church. And one of those metrics is going to be, man, impact per square foot. How much impact per square foot? And we got a small church, and I'm going to tell you that. You got a small church or a small ministry. Hey, you measure impact per square foot, <laughs> boom, you just skyrocket everybody. So bless God. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. And, and what, what Alex didn't share is that, that team of, of churches that, that kind of kicks into gear, anytime that the temperature at night is going to drop below 32 degrees, that's when they kind of mobilize and open up their churches. And so even you said that Max Lucado's church even wants to hop on this next year and get ready for next winter uh, down in San Antonio as well. Uh, so thank you so much, Alex. All right, Eddie. Eddie, you actually, of all of the men up here, have kind of, I guess you could say, the newest ministry. Like you've, you've started the most recently this new ministry that, that God has been laying on your heart for years. Would you mind sharing with everybody? Because you've been with Joe for a while and our students have seen you for a while, but you have kind of a, a ministry that, that you are now stepping into. Yes, yes. My name is Pastor Eddie. <laughs> How many of y'all here know who I am? Yeah, yeah. Look at all those hands. Good, good. All the students <laughs> over there. Yes. Forget about me. It's about Jesus. Um, check this out. <laughs> check it out. Um, no, uh, you know, for those of you that don't know, I was I was with Pastor Joe. This is Pastor Joe right here. I was with him for 15 years. Uh, our heart was always inner city. Uh, Pastor Joe's inner city, you know, on the east side. And I always, my heart was always in the west side of San Antonio. And if you know San Antonio, some of the craziest areas in San Antonio are the east side and the west side. I mean, there's always violence like crazy. There, there is a lot of homelessness. There, it's, it's, and those are the areas that God called these crazy men and myself to go and, and minister and, and to reach the lost and, and, and feed the poor and, and just go out there. You know, it doesn't matter how it looks. You know, we're, we're in the middle right now where we, we've planted the church. It's going on four years. After we've left with Pastor Joe, we, we went out that way and started a 360 inner city church, my wife and I, my kids, and it's right in the middle of where the danger is. That's where we wanted to be. Where, where, where do you hear the gunshots? Right here. We want to plant there. You know, that's where we want to go, and God opened up the, the opportunity for us to go out there. We were having church in the projects across the street from where we're at right now in a basketball court. And it was an open basketball court. We were always out there. We did it for about a year and a half, having service there every, every Sunday, Wednesday. And eventually, you know, there was another basketball court that got my attention across the street with a little facility and a, a property there. And I yeah. wanted to use, I wanted to see if I could use it because it was fenced in. And I said, let me go try to find out who the owner is and come to find out that the owner had to move because the building had caught fire, burned up in the inside. And... Uh, 
got to meet someone, got, got on Google and searched out um, the family, finally got a hold of the man's daughter that was running that place and got to meet them and let them know what we were going to do, what we were planning on doing and reaching the people there, the drug addicts, the drug dealers, the prostitute, all these things that are in that area. Are just, it's just crazy. And got to know us, and one Wednesday we're there having discipleship on the basketball court because we do utilize it. After they said, yes, use it, we yeah. were using the basketball court to have service every Sunday and, and Wednesday. And one day she came on a Wednesday and said, you know what, you know, that was my dad's heart to, to win the loss, to, to help people. So we want to give you the building. So they gave us the building. They gave yeah. us the property there. Yeah. For, just for free. It was, a, it was a God thing. I would take my kids out there and said, you know, once they let us use the basketball court, I don't think they knew what was going to happen, but my kids would lay their hands on the building and say, let's just see what God wants to do. Let's just see. And they would pray, God, if you, this building's for us, then let it happen. And in the time, it, it was God's will. You know, we went out there just not knowing what we were going to do, how to do it. We had the basic training, you know, working under Pastor Joe in inner city, but we starting a church, I don't know, you know, but we just did what we knew. Yeah. And all in Jesus' name. And we, by doing that, God began to bless and open up doors. And right now, we're, we're still in the middle in those three years. We're still in the middle of fixing up the building because it was burned up. We've done some construction in there. We're trying to get some light. We haven't had light in those three years. We run three generators every Sunday, every Wednesday, every community breakfast. Anytime we have some kind of discipleship, we turn on all the generators. So gas is expensive. So pray for us, please. <laughs> and uh, running these generators like crazy. But... God's been providing, and we're not complaining. We are blessed. We are blessed because we have you guys as well, Hillside to, Hillside to partner with us. Man, we, we, we are counting our blessings. And you guys are in there. We, we love you guys. You know, you guys are the reason we, we continue to push forward, knowing that we have that backing, you know, that we can keep going and doing this and reaching the loss for God's kingdom. It is, it can be exhausting, but it's all worth it at the end, you know, doing God's work. We know that it, it, it's going to take a lot, but we're called to do it, you know. I, I have to work too. I work 40 hours a week in my regular job to provide for my family as well. But you know what? The desire and the passion when God moves in your life to do things like that, yeah. it's just a, man, this another uh, you know, wind of fresh air. You can just have this energy to do it. You're like, oh, let's do it. Let's go to the streets and praise God for what He's doing. And thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Me and my family, we are very, very appreciative of you guys. And I encourage you to just keep doing what God tells you to do. Amen. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you, Eddie. We we actually had a dinner last night where we had some students come and some parents come, and uh, it was in the student building, which was obviously the the old main building. And Eddie goes, my wife hasn't been to Hillside since Hillside was being done in this building. So it's awesome to have you and your entire family here with us as well uh, this weekend. Thank you for coming in. Joe, I know, Joe. I, I know. I'm, I'm kind of reluctant to hand you this microphone knowing some of the things that you've said in the past on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe, tell us what's been going on at uh, 360 Outreach lately. Well, we are called 360 Outreach Center. My name is Joe. My lovely wife is right there. She's, yeah, she's right there. Pastor Pete um, got the, all the, the women of God to stand up. And it is so good to be here. Can I share a scripture real quick in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6? It says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you, everybody say in you. In you. Will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That's what 360 is about. And we really enjoy working and seeing people grow in the Lord. And uh, we continue to do the outreaching. We continue to do telling others about Christ. But there's one thing that our, in our heart is to have and to help is to restore families, to restore people, to tell them about Christ, yes, to feed them, yes, to clothe them, yes. But the most important for also for us to do is to restore them, to get them healthy again, spiritually, mentally, in every way that we can. And I am forever grateful because you guys, when you guys come and you allow your students to come, they help us do that. Amen. They do that by cutting lawns, by doing all <laughs> kinds of stuff. I, like to, I, like, I, mean, I really like to see your kids sweat. <laughs> they sweat and they work hard. And not only that, but, they, you know, they have a heart for people. Yeah. And it always starts from the top. It always starts from the top. So whenever I see that your students, the students here, they give me this ball. 
It's called the talk ball. So they gave me this. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I got to keep talking. <laughs> My time is up. So <laughs> then, so, yeah, I don't even know what exists. But anyway, so we are forever grateful for you guys to come out. And guys, listen to me. You got to come. Because, man, at Agora, Life Restored, 360 Inner City, all of us, you guys are like a glass of cold water and 100 degree temperature humidity, like 180, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You guys are a blessing to us. And we continue to do that. We continue to, now we're training families. Now we're training adults to do the work of the Lord, to continue to do, to feed people, to go out into the projects and all of these things. And we see the growth. We see the fruit of it. We see what God is doing in families. So we're grateful to God for that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. I'm going to have Dave come up, and as he's coming up, you know, uh, I just want to say if, if you are sitting out there and you're kind of hearing, okay, like this is how, maybe I can't go, uh, you know, these trips are primarily for our junior high students and our, our senior high students, but you just kind of hear, man, I, I want to be involved in what they're doing down there. I love the vision. I, I, I want to get involved. Uh, all of these men and their families will be out in the, the community space. Joe, what are you doing, man? All right. What you, uh, he's taking pictures. Uh, I don't know. All right. Uh, but they will all be out in the community space. Uh, Hillside, I would love for you guys that have hearts to, to figure it out. Okay. It's, it's still going on. Um, Joe, I'm trying to help you here, Joe. Okay. Uh, I just would love for you guys to figure out what ways that you could pray, uh, financially support whatever businesses you have, resources that you have at your disposal to figure out how to, to support these men and the other men and women that are here, uh, you know, with us this weekend. Yeah, so. and it's just so cool to see, you know, um, Pastor Jason sharing that story about 20-some years ago and that connection at a gas station and then connecting us with this guy and just how God has just multiplied the relationships and students sitting down here. I mean, if you're a parent and you have a 7th through 12th grader, you want their life to change, they need to go on a mission trip. Yeah. Um, and so get down here, serve with those, these guys up here. Now, there's one over uh, April 9th and 10th. There's yep. a short one. And then, of course, the big summer mission trip. I tell you, get your kids involved. Get them to go on a trip. But just appreciate these guys and just um, what they've done in ministry and how they've blessed us, really. So yeah. give them a yep. good Thank round of applause. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. You know, um, one of the guys that have been blessed and really got his start in missions was a guy named Daryl Beckham. And uh, I'm going to ask Daryl to come forward now. He is now um, went on many a mission trip in uh, San Antonio, has really gotten involved in almost every missions that we have here at Hillside, except India. I think he's been everywhere but India, and we'll get him there someday. But Daryl and his wife... Um, Daryl grew up kind of at this church, uh, started serving um, at Hillside, and share a little bit about you and Kimberly getting down to St. Lucia and how God orchestrated all that. Well, um, uh, I became a widower in 2010, and I met Kimberly, and um, before I met Kimberly, she had a heart to do missions somewhere in South America or the West Indies, and I had the same heart. So that's what really brought us together. And uh, that's my beautiful wife. And she's actually back home right now keeping the ministry going because the ministry is really going well. It's really going well. But most people see this. They see the beauty because people say, oh, I go down there on a cruise and whatnot. But uh, St. Lucia is not part of the Virgin Islands. It's an independent country. And, uh, you know, we went down there because Hillside has taught us to be disciples, you know. Um, I learned how to be a missionary from going to San Antonio and working with Edgar Ackerman. But here at Hillside, they taught me to be a disciple, Kimberly to be a disciple. So we wanted to take discipleship. And I will tell you, there is no discipleship in, in St. Lucia. They have a lot of church. They have a lot of religion, but they don't have discipleship. So um, uh, go to the next slide, please. Uh, in reality, that's what you see. But you only see it if you want to see it. If you go down there on vacation, you'll never see that because St. Lucia sets it up to where you can't. But it's all over. Uh, the wages down there started around $1.25 to $1.50 an hour, and that's what probably half the Lucians. And right now, uh, we're coming out of COVID, which is a good thing. Tourists are starting to come back, and that's just a really good thing. But we're still running 60% unemployment. 
During COVID, we run 80 to 85% unemployment, but it's getting better. But um, uh, this, is, well, this is what we do. Uh, that's Monday night ladies. This is Wednesday night girls. And we literally do it out of our house. And if you've ever read the book of Acts, that's the way the church started. That's me on uh, Tuesday nights. And then go ahead and go to the next one. Um, the other thing the Lucians don't know how to do, they didn't know about discipleship, but they don't know how to serve. And they had more need down there than just, you know, about the only place I've seen the equivalent is the streets of Fort Worth and the streets of San Antonio. But it's just everywhere. So the first thing I did it was connect how to do, how to serve with homeless because I'd have 20 years of working with the homeless. So this is Lucy. You can pray for Lucy. She's, she's got some medical issues, but she's working in the smallest kitchen in the world. It's four by four, but it's a fully functional kitchen. And she's cooking meals for uh, 125. So we do that every Wednesday. We go down at 8 in the morning, get off about 4. Go ahead and go to the next one. And this, this is just us uh, feeding the homeless because there's a lot of hungry people there. And then off to the left is another uh, ministry we work with the same day called Cornerstone where it's the mentally disabled. So... Uh, go ahead and, and move down, please. And this is just another serving because yet another thing. If y'all, anybody that was part of that backtrack drive, I just want to thank you. And I want to thank you all, too, because so many of you gave during COVID. And, you know, COVID, every, we all gripe about COVID. But I'm going to tell you, it, it gave us the opportunity in ministry to serve in ways we never knew. So we became huge humanitarians in COVID. And um, that's uh, off to the right here. They're packing uh, um, hygiene kits for the homeless. And Kimberly actually gave them out uh, to the homeless, 125 homeless, just last Sunday. So go ahead to the next one there. And I want to just stop here for a couple of minutes and talk about this lady. I got emotional, so I'm not going to do that. This lady's name is Asher, this little pretty woman here. And those are her kids. And uh, we, um, we provided backpacks, and we've, we've had to buy shoes for those boys quite often. But during COVID, uh, some of the women that are in our ministry said, hey, there's this family there. They don't go to church anywhere. They're not Christians, uh, but could you help them? So almost on a weekly basis, we were helping uh, Asher and her family because they just had no money coming in. And, and it's just through a humanitarian effort that this pretty lady... I wish I had my wife here. <laughs> um, she started coming to Bible study. She's asking those questions. It's why you give your life to Christ, to share Christ. And, and that's just one of the stories I know, Daryl, just and um, how you minister and care for people's needs, but how God opens the door to be able to share the gospel with people. And um, they just want to continue to do more of that. They're now you know, growing at a pace where now they're trying to build some leadership. We had a great time just with everybody together yesterday just talking about leadership and how you build teams and build leaders. And they're, uh, you know, now getting very involved in doing things like that. They're going through some leadership books and learning things and, and so forth. It's just been really good. That's our focus this year because right now it's me and Kimberly. It's just me and Kimberly. Uh, the Lucians are followers. And so teaching them to lead is just something that we've had a struggle with um, but it's been our primary focus this year is to teach people to, to lead and take on leadership roles. So that's our focus. But in, in St. Lucia, only 5% of the Lucians drive because the, po the poverty rate, they just can't, nobody can afford a car. So a big part of ours, and I, and I have three adult men that are part of mine, and I'm blessed that drive. So uh, uh, we have to pick up and, and drop off every every time we do ministry. So and that's one of the needs um, we're, they're, they have right now is another van because now they're filling a van, probably uh, 20 people in a van. And we have really an eight-passenger van, and we're putting 15 in it. Yeah, um, so we... Um, we're turning people away, and uh, it, it, because of the terrain there, anybody that's been on mission trip, you can talk to them. It, it takes a long time to pick up because... Uh, you can complain about Texas roads all you want, but you don't have a clue. It's like, it's like a minefield over there. Um, so that's one of their needs right now. A, a van costs about $50,000 down there in St. Lucia. They've raised already 15000 but we want to participate and help. You can go on their website at the Sea of Hope 
ministries uh, website and donate there and there's a drop down you can give specifically to that van but I know Hillside and our missions want to participate and help in that any way we can. Uh, the other thing they're working on is a missions building that they can have groups come down and do ministry together. They're working on that right now. Hope to have it done. You'll see there's cards out here in the community space with all our trips, all the schedule. There's June 6th to 10th is the San Antonio trip. Well, there's a July trip going to St. Lucia, and so they're building this building so they can have teams, they can have their Bible studies rather than their homes in a building like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what, that's what God put on our heart to invest just everything into this building because they just don't have it in St. Lucia. Uh, so we're doing it out of a 900-square-foot home, and uh, uh, three or four nights a week we'll have 15 to 20 people in there, and that's about the max that we can fit in the van and the max that we can fit uh, in, in the house. But we know once this is built because... All the locals are saying, hey, when that's finished, we want to come up. Uh, we know our ministry is going to expand. It's, it's kind of like when this building here was built. It's just, you know, you got to have room for people. So it's going to expand. So, And you know what? That's such a good thing. It's a good thing to see God moving. I mean, those of you that are giving to our ministry, thank you so much. Those of you, you know, prayer. Uh, somebody mentioned prayer. We need a lot of prayer. I believe in the power of prayer because I've seen the miracle. I've truly seen miracles of God's prayer. So please pray for us. Please, please pray for us. But, but uh, you can be a part of that just by prayer. Yeah, and, and so even after this service, we have a dinner that we're yeah. having right over in the children's building. If you want to hear more, there's so much Daryl's going to share at the, at the luncheon that we have next uh, after this service. So if you want to stay, um, we always order extra food. We'd love to have you there. But uh, really appreciate Daryl and his heart. Just, just seeing the progression of his being a disciple and going on missions, um, it's truly cool to see how God's worked and, and so forth. So, I, I just want to say, if you're not involved with missions, get involved. I've been involved in every ministry here, and I, I got my training down in San Antonio. So uh, if God can use a guy like me, he can use a guy or girl like you. So get involved. Somehow, some way, this church just has too many things to get involved in. And, and my, I love this church, and, and I would have left 20 years ago, but their heart for discipleship and missions has always been at the forefront. So that's special, and not all churches have that. Yeah, one of the areas um, um, Daryl's been to is Honduras, and we're going to kind of transition to that. But you give Daryl a big hand and, again, stop by out there at the table or stop, stay for lunch. We'd love to have you stay for lunch. So I'm going to call up our Honduran partners, uh, Pastor Arturo and Ruth and uh, Sean Warner, who's involved in uh, Honduras and Empowering Ed. But while they come up, watch this video that uh, Pastor Arturo's done just to kind of give you an outline of things that are happening down there.
right. Well, we'll talk a little bit about some of those things you saw there in the video. This, if you don't know this guy, uh, this guy's name Sean Warner, and uh, Sean and Whitney and their uh, family has expanded. I don't know if we have a picture to show there. They have had twins in 2021, so there's their Christmas picture. Uh, if you don't know Sean, Sean and Whitney were here at Hillside. Uh, Sean had a big job at Lockheed Martin, and, and Whitney was a teacher here. And they went to Honduras, and God just laid on their heart. We'll talk a little bit in a minute about the sponsorship program and moved to Honduras. Supposed to be there about two or three years, ended up being seven, and uh, just really jumped uh, jump-started the sponsorship program. Just appreciate Sean. They're now back in Chicago. Whitney is a teacher there. Sean works a lot um, with Empowering Education, has his own coffee business now, just a real entrepreneur. But we appreciate Sean being here, and he's going to help translate for us today. And uh, so, Pastor Arturo, share a little bit about um, just how churches changed in Honduras and then uh, the progress of the church and then leading up to the sponsorship program. Dios les bendiga. God bless you. Only in English. Listo. <laughs> <laughs> eh, eh, ha sido con COVID, ha sido un poco difícil llegar a las personas, pero también creo que Dios ha puesto un tiempo especial también para que las personas puedan sentir la necesidad de buscar a Dios. So during COVID, it's been hard in many ways to, to, bring, to, to be connected to the people in the communities, but it's also been a, a special time in some ways that it has put a, a need in the heart of many people for God and to reach out to God in different ways. En Honduras, todavía tenemos eh, la, las restricciones de la pandemia. Tenemos que usar mascarilla eh, obligatorio cuando estamos en grupo. In Honduras, there are still very much the restrictions from COVID. We are wearing masks. We are required to wear masks everywhere we are when we are in groups. Y también usar lo que es eh, lo, lo bioseguridad para usar para la limpieza. And so we're also required to be um, putting all, doing all precautions with uh, hand soap and everything. Eh, nuestras reuniones las hacemos vía eh, internet y muy pocas personas están viniendo a la iglesia. And so we're still doing all of our services online and not many people are coming in person to the church, uh, but it's starting to come back some more. Pero la iglesia, eh, tenemos un dicho, si, si las personas no vienen al templo, no vienen a la iglesia, la iglesia tiene que buscar a las personas. But our church, what we say is that, you know, if the church, people aren't going to come to the church because of their concerns, that we're going to go out to them. And so we go out to the communities. Y hemos ido a buscar a las personas dándoles alimento por la falta de trabajo en muchas familias. And so we have gone out into the communities. We've been giving, uh, doing a lot of projects during COVID to give food to families because there's not many people with, uh, there are many people without employment uh, during this COVID crisis. Llevando también vitaminas a los niños a las casas para que su sistema inmunológico esté estable. We brought vitamins and food to the kids so that they are uh, healthy throughout this. Eh, llegamos a las casas, oramos por las familias, y ahí Dios toca sus corazones. We go to, into these homes and we talk to them and pray with them and God touches their hearts. Cuando seguimos viniendo a estas familias y a estas casas, vemos realmente el cambio que hace el poder la iglesia ir a ellos. As we go and we continue to go to these houses, we've seen the change of the impact of the families as they see that um, we choose as a church to go to them. Aunque no es fácil para ellos venir, pero si la iglesia está yendo, Dios está cambiando corazones ahí. Though it might be hard or they're nervous to come to church, but it, we go to them and we see the, the, that God is changing hearts there. Los jóvenes se reúnen también y hacen actividades evangelísticas En las calles, eh, en los vehículos que van pasando, entregan eh, sus notas evangelísticas y hablan con las personas. And the youth have been very active at meeting every Sunday and then doing all these events, going out into, into the streets, into the communities, and uh, handing out uh, invitations and, and doing evangelistic events throughout this time. Y vemos como Dios está obrando aún en una situación difícil en nuestro país. And we see how God is working even through this very difficult time in, um, for the last two years. 
And one thing you saw there is they are starting to expand their facility because of the school. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, the sponsorship program that's going to expand um, now through 7th through 12th grade. This coming December, you'll see a trip on the card. Um, they have their graduation every December. They'll be graduating a kindergarten class and a 6th grade class. In order to get ready for 7th through 12th grade, they are now building a sanctuary up top and will convert all of the bottom into 7th through 12th grade so they can have uh, children go all the way through 12th grade there. So we're excited about that. You see some of the pictures. They hope to have that done this summer. So it'll be cool to be able to go there in the uh, July trip and, and maybe be in their new sanctuary and then they can start renovating the bottom. But let's talk a little bit about the sponsorship program, the impact of that, uh, and explain a little bit about your heart and what you're seeing through the sponsorship uh, program in the change in lives. Gloria a Dios por, por el trabajo que, que Dios ha permitido como iglesia, Hillside, Llamado Eterno, y Empowering Education y sus patrocinadores. Glory to God, really, for, for the work of the partnership of Hillside and Yamato Turner Church and the Empowering Education Sponsorship Program and all of the sponsors involved. Realmente podemos ver como Dios a través de los patrocinadores, de los padrinos de estos niños han cambiado sus vidas. Hemos llegado a, a muchas casas que los niños no tienen la oportunidad de educación. Sus padres no pueden dar esa oportunidad. Really, we have seen um, the impact of these kids, of so many sponsors, the sponsors of these kids. We have I've gone into so many homes where we've seen kids um, where the, the parents just can't provide what they need to be able to send them to school. Después de que sus padres reciben la oportunidad y reciben la noticia de que su niño puede ser patrocinado para educar, miramos cómo sus corazones se llenan de alegría en sus caras lloran, eh, se impactan porque ahora habrá una oportunidad, una luz para esas familias que, que posiblemente no vieron, no vieron una oportunidad para ellos. And so when we are able to tell the news to these families, to these parents, that there is an opportunity to, for a sponsorship for these kids, that they're able to go to school, um, just the, the light, the opportunity that they see in that and the excitement that we see in their faces um, because they know that, that there wasn't an opportunity for these kids to go to school before and now they're, they're going to be able to. And so they just, we see this excitement in their, in their eyes when we get to tell them this, this news. Y pueden también percibir el amor de Dios porque... A través de Dios llegando a esa casa y ellos recibiendo esta, este patrocinio, esta oportunidad de educar a sus hijos. Ellos pueden sentir cómo Dios está con ellos porque ellos agradecen a Dios por la oportunidad que tienen de estudiar. And they can really perceive, they can see the love of God through this opportunity. Uh, they see that in it and, and, and they thank God for the opportunity because they know that it is God showing up in their lives um, and bringing this opportunity for their children. La oportunidad de educación pública en nuestro país es muy poco. Y todos tienen que comprar uniformes, cuadernos, útiles, merienda. There's just not very much good opportunity in the public schools um, for kids. They have to be able to buy their own uniform, uh, pay a registration cost, they have to buy their own food to be able to go to school, all their uh, school supplies. Y a través de este programa ellos pueden tener todo eso gratis y ellos eso les empuja a seguir adelante. But through this sponsorship program we get to give them all of those things. All of those things free and they uh, that pushes them towards uh, a better future. En la escuela que tenemos en la iglesia, todos los días, todas las mañanas, hacemos un devocional con todos los niños. Every morning in our own school, we have a school at our church, and every morning we have a special devotional time with those kids. Y ellos cada momento oran por los patrocinadores, por sus padrinos. And every morning they pray for their sponsors. They pray for the, the people that are supporting them. Y lo que yo puedo ver en sus ojos cuando ellos están haciendo eso, cuando ellos están levantando sus manos en oración, cuando ellos están adorando niños de cuatro o cinco años, 
And what, what I can see in their eyes when those kids, those kids four or five years old, just raise up their hands and worship God, um, and it was amazing to see in their eyes their, what they know is coming from sponsors. And the Yo puedo ver una esperanza. I can see a hope. Ellos tienen una esperanza de poder cambiar sus vidas. They have hope to be able to change their lives. Y hay muchas películas de héroes, Superman, Batman, Spider-Man. There's a lot of movies about heroes, Superman, Batman, Spider-Man. Pero para ellos, ustedes son sus héroes. But for them, you guys are their heroes. Ustedes están cambiando sus vidas. You are changing their lives. Ustedes están haciendo algo que que es sorprendente ante los ojos de Dios. Your guys are doing something that is amazing. In the eyes of God is, is amazing. Desde que Dios nos llamó al ministerio, solo dijimos, Dios quiere que sirvamos. It, sometimes it's a mystery how God works, but he just wants us to, to serve. Y ustedes nos dan fuerza para you, hacerlo. And you guys give us the, the, the strength to be able to do it. Ustedes son los héroes de esos niños. You are the heroes of these kids. Los han sacado de las calles, de la droga, del peligro de las calles, de la prostitución. You've been able to take them out of the, from the streets, from uh, the drugs and the violence and prostitution that exists there. Si hay héroes reales, son aquellos que obedecen a Dios. These are the, the gifts that they have. They, they, they are following and obeying God now. Y aman y sirven. They love, they serve. Y se entregan para cumplir lo que Dios ha llamado. And, we, and, the, and you guys, them, all of us, are, are giving of everything to, to, to serve God. Gracias, Hillside. Thank you, Hillside. Nuestras oraciones siempre por ustedes. Our prayers are always with Les amamos. We love you so much. So, uh, Sean, uh, we have, uh, every year, we add a pre-K class to uh, the school, and so we're getting ready to do that. Sean, explain a little bit about the sponsorship, and there's children out there that can be sponsored. Yeah, we, we'd love for you to come and talk to us. I mean, you, you see in the, the passion of Arturo and Ruth and what they're doing. I love working with them, and um, because there's such need there, but there's just this amazing team that is... Uh, working to transform their lives and with your support. So we brought 34 kids to, to have sponsored. I think we have a good chunk of them sponsored, but we have more out there, and we'd love for you to become and be a part of it. Um, so come talk to us. We have a booth with more kids there, and you can sign up. Any questions, just throw them at us. It's $40 a month to sponsor a kid. Um, and what's amazing is, you know, Hillside's been coming there since... 2005, and the connections between the sponsors and those kids is what's so special. So if you guys want to come on a trip, and there's, there's a trip, there's cards out there with about the details of the July and December trips we have this year, um, but to come and see and meet your kid and see the education they're receiving, the love they're receiving through this team um, is, is an amazing experience. And we have a we have a dinner Tuesday night. You'll be able to um, at 7 p.m. if you want to come back and, and hear more about the ministry. But I really appreciate them. Just appreciate their heart. Would you give them a warm hillside? Thank you. Appreciate that. You know, one thing I forgot to do first service, but we have some pictures. I don't know if you know it, but if you have children here, they are involved in missions too. And they support three ministries in a town called Kamiagua. And we have a couple pictures, I think, of we just, when we were there in December, were able to go. And we support three ministries your children do. This is Gabby's Corner. It's Isaac Greer and I went in December. So Gabby has this ministry to the street kids. There's two children that your children support that have spina, bif spina bifida. And uh, so we stopped in and saw, saw Josue and Isaac. These are the two young men that, and to see uh, how long they were not supposed to live, you know, past five, six years old. And now they're like 15, 16 year olds. And we've been doing that. Your kids give to that. I mean, we, they have competitions over there with their kids' life. Uh, here's a competition with Winella, our assistant children's pastor, and Anthony for kids to give, and, and then whoever wins or loses, they have 
Yeah, I got lassoed into it as well. We get pies in the face. Kids love doing that to us, and Pastor Anthony as well. So, yeah, so, but your kids are involved in missions. They see it, they, and we connect them with it. It's really cool how God orchestrates that. So, again, Pastor Pete's going to come. You know, all these ministries you've seen these last few weeks, when you give, you can go, always go on our website, give, and, and there's a drop-down that says missions. And when you do that, all that money goes to support. You heard some projects. We're going to participate in some of those projects you heard about, but you can give there as well. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention is we're still pursuing, um, there's a guy in our church, been, I don't know how long, Andrew Wishmeyer has been at Hillside, um, but he just stepped out of the corporate world and went on staff at a uh, ministry called Proclaim Cuba. I don't know if Andrew's in here or not. He was here in here first. There he is. Andrew, just stand up. A lot of people don't know Andrew, but we're just um, excited for that, this step that he has taken uh, personally to go on staff, and uh, we're just seeing where God leads that. We may take an investigative kind of trip down there in September, but just appreciate how God just taps, and that's how all of these have happened. Just God just builds the relationship, and we just follow where God leads. Yeah, so you can see from kids all the way through adults, we're involved in missions and being able to expose you to the missions that we're doing over the last couple of weeks. You can see that the people we serve are and partner with are trustworthy, they're real, and they are doing really, really hard, special kind of work. We consider them an extension of Hillside. I know they consider us an extension of their ministry. So there are lots of ways for you to connect. And I want to tell you, I want to challenge you. You need to be connected to missions in some way, shape, or form in your life. It doesn't matter how, and it doesn't really matter where, but something ought to have a hold of your heart as it relates to missions. So we give you that opportunity here. Hope you'll go connect with them out there. Uh, consider going on a trip one of these days. Uh, consider sponsoring someone to go on a trip. Uh, either way. But connect your heart to it. All right. Uh, so in a couple weeks, gonna be, it's going to be Easter. So... I want to just encourage you to be praying about that day. I'm going to approach Easter a little bit differently this year. Going to go really, really simple and talk about what it means to cross the line of faith. Just very simple. So I hope that uh, you'll invite somebody to be a part of that. And next two weeks, hopefully, we'll finish the Lord's Prayer. Be praying that we finish the Lord's Prayer in the next two weeks.